Hello friends and welcome to Fey Earth, a magical world set in an alternate 19th century Earth, where every creature from folklore and fairy tale is real, have always been real, and lived alongside humanity. Join our adventurers as they explore a world of arcane mysteries and danger, where the new scientific and industrial age collides with an ancient world of fairy and magic. So, um, hello everybody, my name is Neil, I am the creator, designer of Fayard and the narrator for this evening's game. I just realised that my captions are being slightly cropped. Oh, there we go. Um, there we go. That's better, so people can actually read our captions. Okay, so, sorry about that. So, hello everybody, my name is Neil, and welcome to Fayard, our indie TTRPG set in an alternate 19th century France, where all of the creatures from fairy tale and folklore are real, have always been real, and live alongside humanity. It is 1872, it is the middle of February, and we are in the Auvergne region of central France, um, a France which is recovering, having lost a war approximately six months ago, in an attempted alliance with Prussia, they attacked the Fey nation of Arcadia, which is nestled kind of between France and the German federations. It was a long and bloody war. It looked like it was doing okay for a while. Maybe people were shocked because for the first time ever, uh, Fey armies were taking casualties thanks to the modern rifling technology and artillery of the human armies. But then the Fey started changing their tactics and on the 9th of May, 1871, in a devastating attack on French and Prussian forces using no one knows. Some say it was ancient magic, and some maintain that they saw dragons on the field that day, despite the fact that no one has seen a dragon in Europe in about five centuries. But the human forces were wiped out in a devastating attack. Um, thankfully, the Fae did not demand much by way of recompense. Um, they weren't really all that interested. There was a like the, the, the French and the Prussians had to pay them a small bit of money, but they didn't make too many demands. Our party of players are in the Auvergne region. They've kind of all ended up there. Um, some looking for family members that were lost during the war. Some looking for bits of themselves that they lost in fighting in the war. Um, a lot's been happening. And right now, I'm going to ask one of our players to give us a recap of our last adventure. Sure, go on. Um, so, in our last session, Aminata returned from her very mysterious business, and the party set out for the forest again, and they met Gwyn leaving the forest early that morning. So the group was very much reunited. Um, on Gwyn's way out of the forest, she met Juliet, who could smell Marianne on her from the night before and was very upset so see how that ends up um otherwise the group had a relatively uneventful day we did have a visit from um a raven friend who is the messenger of the lady of the forest and he bestowed upon us an invitation to dinner with the lady um for the evening time so we all hurried back um had a really wholesome heart to heart with some of the characters while we were getting ready um, to go to dinner. And when it was time, we went downstairs and a, a unicorn carriage, a carriage led by unicorns, appeared at the door to ferry us to 
the lady. And that was where we left it. Excellent. Uh, just one point of clarification. Um, you are going to dinner with Moraine Le Fay, the Lady of the Forest. Gwyn had spent the night with um, Melisande. Um, oh, apologies. Yes. Melisande. Yeah. M- minor point of clarification. Um, you may all notice as well, folks, we are down a player who will Polina will not be joining us um, tonight, unfortunately, which is a real shame because Justine is the voice of reason in the party. <laughs> and then, uh, uh, yes, yeah, she, she actually can't talk right now. Though, she cannot the... talk right now because she had a magical oh, mishap when mm-hmm. researching new spells as a sorceress. Sorcerers can learn new spells by copying them from the Book of Shadows of another sorcerer. Otherwise, they have to do arcane research. Uh, they will always learn a spell, but sometimes there's magical mishaps, which are usually quite funny and um, usually with temporary effects. They're is the chance of a permanent effect but the permanent effects are largely cosmetic and whimsical oh one, she has had her chromia she one of the she did actually suffer a permanent effect one of her eyes has changed color but to an, an, a natural eye color for her lineage okay um, but she had a temporary effect which was that for the next 24 hours she can't speak um, she cannot speak if she tries to speak it comes out as gibberish if she tries to write and um, it comes out as weird pseudo arcane runes and um, Polina had agreed that she was probably she was just going to try and speak Dutch for the evening it's been a few years since she spoke Dutch but as a non-anglophonic European she knows more than one language in her case she actually knows four um, but um, but she's but she's not joining us tonight so right so and um, you are all in the carriage Heading to the palace at the center of the Tronquay Forest, where you have been invited to go for dinner tonight. All right. Um, there is no driver in this carriage, as I already said. Um, there's two unicorns, beautiful, majestic, 18-hand unicorns with, I believe I said, gold bridles leading the carriage, and they are going at a at a terrifying speed. I mean, it's like a full gallop that they are effortlessly going. And it's quite shocking because, first of all, if they were mundane horses, they probably would not be able to gallop while leading a carriage. And secondly, if this was a mundane carriage, its wheels would have snapped off its axles in about 15 meters. Okay, because these are 19th century roads. So we're not talking about modern 21st century tarmacadam covered motorways. Um, but the carriage is taking it and while it's a bit rocky, it's nothing. Nothing at all like what you would expect as these animals are leading you thundering along. Um, normally it takes you all about two and a, two, two, two and a half hours-ish to walk from Cheville to the forest. You reckon on horseback, you'd do it in maybe an hour 15, maybe an hour and 20, depending on the pace at which you're walking the horse. You reckon you'll probably be at the edge of the forest in like something crazy like 40 minutes, you reckon. Um, it's just nuts um, how, how quickly these animals are leading you. But there is no driver, so in theory, 
Well, let me rephrase that. You don't see a driver. Um, but so in theory, you are completely on your own and free to have any conversations that you wish. And, and by the way, um, Gwyn, you do get 1d8 inspiration that you can use at any point in the game. Yes. So, have we any theories on why we're getting invited to dinner? I have my own, but I want to know what you think. Well, it seems... Well, I do have one theory. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was with Melisandre, she may have mentioned that they're sisters. And oh! so I don't... And, and I know we had of that as a possibility but um i meant to say it earlier but so much was happening um but they are sisters that seems like quite important information to have forgotten oh i didn't forget we were just so busy with everything i didn't have yeah but i don't know if that's the rest of you but i would have liked to have known so well we were able to make a fairly good assumption earlier with their of Juliet and recognizing that you know they they shared some similarities, but to have concrete proof, absolutely yes, that would have been a lot better. So, did two of you you did the with the sister? Um, okay, yeah. Do, do you think she knows? It was the best night of my life. Um. I mean, if they were on speaking terms, I'm sure they'd both live in that gorgeous palace. But they're not talking to each other now. Who knows? Okay. But maybe we should just say, oh, isn't it wonderful that there is another elf in the forest? And, you know, see how she reacts to that? Uh, We, um, I think we should just maybe take some time to, I don't know, Make be make one be at peace with ourselves. We may not survive. Um, oh, this is how I do deal with every day. Like maybe maybe this is just a ploy. I mean, maybe she knows. Uh maybe she I know she knows. I I, and... I I no I I believe that she knew her sister had returned based on the first time we were in the palace and how she reacted. To hearing about a well, not the sister, but like maybe she knows about the business with the wine, and I don't know. Well, again, this is something that we did not know at the time, but we can't undo what has been done. So I, I, I just I, hope we get out of this palace again, you know? For sure. No, I, I think it will be okay. I Look, as it is, if she wanted to kill us, she could have just, you know, kill had, us? had kill the us? unicorns eat us. Um, generally... They do that? They're quite ferocious. Although, we might be lucky because they can be calmed by a chaste woman um, so I'm afraid that some of the party um, would not be able to help there at which point Sylvia is kind of just looking away in this kind of I'm not like not judging Gwyn at all because I wouldn't fit either 
Sylvie is looking everywhere except at Gwyn. <laughs> oh, look, the floor is lovely. <laughs> I will say that when you do mention the fact that um, a unicorn can be tamed by a chaste maiden, um, Justine does blush slightly as well. So, you know, if she wanted to kill us, the unicorns could eat us. Hmm. So, yeah, good point, good point, good point. As it is, the, you were saying? Um, I just said, I mean, worst case scenario, she just wants to, to get in and out of the forest a few times. As far as we know, we are going to dinner, so... <laughs> as far as we know, we're going to dinner, yes, we are, as far as we know. But I hope, yeah, I hope we're not dinner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry, I forgot to ask this last session, but it's okay. Obviously, Mina is not bringing her halberd. No. But is anybody else trying to secretly carry any weapons on them? I have my daggers with me. But are you carrying them on your person? Well, I have one in my shoe, like in I have like boots, lace up booties, you know, and I have found one in there. Okay. And I have one in my cleavage. <laughs> How? Knowing your dress would... Did you say your dress would allow that? Well, I just have a thing stressed and to just put one, a small one in there. Yeah, but like, if you have cleavage, that would be very noticeable. Like... No, I don't have it, like, I just pop it there. It's not like, you know, hugely revealing, but like, I just carry one. Okay. Plus they had, they had pockets at that time, so. Yes, but they had pockets for things like coins, not for daggers. No, but you could easily drag or you could wear something. You know, like a standard dagger, you're talking 15, 20 centimeters long. No, 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 I have Um, a smaller knife with me. Yeah, me too. As well. Okay, and Gwyn, where is your knife on your person? I just have my black-hilted knife just on my hip. I'm not trying to disguise it. Yeah, but that's... With all of my other bits as well. Do you you have your pouches with your components? Yeah. Okay. Uh, So you're wearing this lovely, like, what was it, a a black and burgundy dress? It's like a burgundy, but I do still have a I think Sylvia's wearing that one. She's such a hobo, you know what I mean? Even with a nice bloody, you know, ball gown or whatever you're wearing, you're carrying your ass, huge ass bag with you. Um, No, that is correct. You did actually give that dress to Sylvia to wear. No, I gave the blouse to Sylvia. Oh, okay. There's a high neck blouse that goes under Uh, it, and I gave that to Sylvia. Okay, Mm -hmm. right, super. Is Amanada carrying any weapons on her? Yeah. What? They're um, going to carry. They might just go with their sword. Their sword probably looks nice enough. Your cane sword. Yeah. So you're just carrying your cane. Essentially, yes. Okay. That's very good, actually. Yeah. Because Sylvia's not like cause... they're not outward. Like, bring your cane and la la la. Well, they, <laughs> they'd know they'd know it's a sword, but I'm not gonna obviously try and disguise it and make it look like I need the cane for yeah. you know actual functional purposes not, you know I mean? yeah i'm just gonna I be like, like listen it. i don't know why we're here 
I'm pretty sure she'd be able to appreciate that. Or they can remove the weapons either way. At least you're not trying to hide it in your boobs. No, no, no. Uh, my boobs, my cup is, are full, but not enough for Kane's sword. Just like, whooshing! Video games. Cavage of holding or something. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. It's what I feel sometimes when I'm out, you know me, with right. all the money I have Wallace. in there. But... Oh, oh yeah, <laughs> I, I have been in the company of women, including my wife, and suddenly she's randomly pulling, like, random stuff. Freddy cards, yeah. lip balm. Yeah, as like, what, like, where did you... Nice. Well, like, where did you get that 1999 Nokia from, you know? <laughs> Oh, that's been stuck there since the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> and it still works because the Nokia was indestructible. The Nokia is indestructible. It's true. Did Zena have a boob knife? I don't remember that. Who? Zena. Oh, she did. I don't she remember the boob knife. I just remember. She the... did. She had a boob knife. I just remember the boobs remember. And, the, and the chakra thing that she had, which was so badass. But anyway. Um, no, we'll... she had a boob knife. Okay, right. And, and she certainly had the boobs in which to hide it. So, um, so anyway, um, just checking. Gwen, are you still with us? I am. Cool, super. All right, because we can't see your lovely face because of the cursed internet connection in the part of Dublin that you're in. So anyway, um, unless there's any other chat or planning that you have, because we're not going to RP an entire like carriage journey. Okay. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. you, really yeah, you are having your conversations and um, you do eventually you spot that you're coming near the forest okay mm-hmm. and um, anybody who kind of wants to try and peek their head out the window of the carriage because this is the thing you are coming to the tree line and the horses the unicorns are not slowing down and as you know, this is an incredibly dense forest. All right, there's no roads that go through this forest. All right, but there... I, I, I wouldn't get scared considering like how the forest moved around us to get us into the Fey Realm. So yeah. I'd probably just be like, "Listen, they probably have, I don't know, hmm. that that century's equivalent of a fast pass." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> The well, you're not entirely wrong because what happens as <laughs> as the as the carriage as the unicorns come to the tree line, you just see the trees magically part, forming a perfectly flat and smooth um, carriage-wide trail for you to cut through the trees. Okay. And you... I wanted to say that Mina is sticking her head out of the window like a dog, but oh, yeah. she won't do that, or I won't have her do that with the speech she's going, uh, or we're going, because otherwise her hair is going to be messed up. So, that is true. Uh, yeah. And any of you <laughs> glance behind, you see that as soon as the carriage passes in, the trees immediately <laughs> shift and move in behind. I do feel like Mina would be a golden retriever. Oh, Mina is yeah, totally. so Absolutely. <laughs> 
sticking a head out the window. Yay! Yes, hundred percent golden retriever. Um, I I wasn't even thinking about your hair getting messed up. I was like, if you get clocked by a branch, yeah, that's caught. what I was thinking. <laughs> that's no, what I was no, thinking. No, she it is, it is, about it that. is over. Just like she would not give a toss about that. But like you know, my hair, my ribbons might get. Oh yeah, know, absolutely. So, um, yeah, this you are cantering and galloping along for another oh 20 minutes what or so. date is it neil in game sorry i forgot to uh, it is the one minute please um sorry. <laughs> i thought it was still the 19th it's the 20th, the 20th. oh yeah it's the 20th, it's the 20th. Yes. yes it is tuesday the 20th yeah sorry i'm using i have because i have like, instead of having a million tabs open in my system question i have my laptop to my left so if if people are wondering why I'm twisting on camera, it's because my laptop's in my So, head. what is it? Is it like two nights to the full moon or something like that? What is your obsession with the full you moon? You said three. It's, it's three you nights said to three. the full moon. three, is it? Yeah. He's been saying three. It's so. three nights. I don't know why you're so obsessed with the full moon. Maybe you want to be in a swimming Because it's a loop, Garu, in our midst, I know okay? You, I Jesus. do not know what you're talking about. So, anyway, yes, you do. Uh, you do. I know. I'm right. So, um, after about, a, about another 20 minutes into the forest, you see the trail ahead of you leading to, and you saw it before, the gates, this high, like, 3, 3.5, I can't remember, like, tall stone walls surrounding and peeking above that, the palace made of crystal glass and diamond. The gates open as the, as the steeds get close, and they go. Charging in, slowing down to a canter, to a trot, turning and leading around to the front of the palace with a beautiful ornate oak doors all right um when the carriage comes to a full stop the door opens appearing magically on its own to have done so as i said you did not see a driver mm. and there is like the three little step thingies to get down okay. of course <laughs> sylvia's being incredibly careful with the dress because uh, she has never worn anything this nice. Yes. <laughs> mm-hmm. So you all alight from the carriage, walking up the steps towards the door. As soon as you put your first foot on the steps, when you look at the door, the doors open inward, revealing the mm. um, the beautiful um, the beautiful interior. Okay. Mm. So oh, such power. Yeah. Just looking around. The rest of the group, Sylvia is just gonna say, "Okay, how are we? Have we ready? As, as ready as we'll ever be." Okay. All right. Let's let's do this. Um, it's, it's a very like I am so calm right now. It's fine, but she is not calm at all. So you step in to the main fabulous. Um, kind of foyer hall okay beautiful high vaulted ceiling okay and you remember there's like plate like plate armor along the sides okay um and there's some doors off to the right and to the left all right um and you but what you see standing about 10 meters up ahead of you is this tiny tiny little figure okay um they are only about 25 centimeters tall all right mm-hmm. they have um kind of wavy wavy black hair 
all right, that they have in a side parting to the side. They have on a pair of um, little brass rimmed spectacles, all right. They're wearing a very, very fine jacket. It's kind of like a rich, dark kind of blue. Not a navy, but a dark blue, if you know what I mean, okay? With gold trim and a similar fine wool waistcoat with gold embroidery. They have pristine white breeches that tuck into polished, like perfectly polished high boots. Like you could see your reflection in them. And as you all walk in, the figure, oh, and they have a little, uh, they have a perfectly like waxed mustache, okay? Um, and they're standing looking very officious, as I say. Uh, bonjour. Bonjour, bonjour. mademoiselles. Uh, my name is uh, Suresit. I am the man, I suppose you humans might say, of the Lady Lafette if you would be so kind. And he gestures to a door that's open to his right. Okay. And you can How do you spell that name? S-O-U-R-I-S-E-T-T-E. Cool. And Aminata, you would know this because you are a native French speaker. It translates into... Little mouse. Little mouse. Okay, that's what it translates into. Little mouse. Okay. Um. So, um, as I say, he gestures to a door that is open. Um, to his right, your left, and going in into it, you see this beautiful, fabulous room. It's not like the grand dining hall that you were in previously. This is a, um, oh, I don't know, it's like maybe a sitting room, um, or living room type space. Um, you see there are various um, there's Michel Lange and some cities scattered around and there is a small table on which there are the crystal um, champagne fluted glasses um, and there is music coming from the room. The walls of the room are beautiful paintings on them and it's really where the paintings all depict fae imagery, so elves at a hunt, or fairies at a dance, or there's one of unicorns at a gallop. And when you're not directly looking at them, you swear out of the corner of your eye, you can see the figures in the painting move, but when you look back, they're back to where you're, you thought they were originally. And you, there is the sound of music, um, and you see in one corner, there is a harpsichord playing, but there's nobody at the heart support and seated in very very fine high backed chair with ornate swirling kind of carvings and decoration you see um marine with like the lady of the forest so okay. good evening good evening lady and Amanata is going to you know formally curtsy mm -hmm. Sylvia's gonna copy her. <laughs> yeah, she's gonna copy her. <laughs> oh, everybody's scared now. <laughs> like, I don't know what I'm doing. Jesus. Right. Do what the diplomat does. Yeah. It makes sense. And yeah. um, thank you all for joining me this evening for these uh, for this meal. Please make yourselves comfortable. 
And uh, thank you for the invitation also. You were so gracious. Yes, it was quite unexpected. Well, you've been, I suppose, making quite a reputation for yourselves this since last we spoke. I thought it would be good if we broke bread and discussed things again. Absolutely more. Um, Amanada's going to take off their cane torch and present it to the like the ne- nearest person. There is they, they, there is no one else in the room. It's just oh. Moraine Effect. Um, okay. or, or what you you do spot um, on either side of the room, you also see two very strange looking figures. They are humanoid in shape. Mm-hmm. And at a first glance, you're thinking, oh, they're suits of armor. But when you look again, it's like, no, they're not. They look like humanoid figures made of metal and wood with gears at their joints. And you can see arcane ruins emblazoned in parts upon them okay okay fine. um well i'll probably just take off my cane sword and put it somewhere well i mean it's a cane sword so you would have just been carrying the cane you know true but i don't want to just like plonk it on the table <laughs> well she has gestured for you all to sit down okay just puffed in next to you on the floor you'd be grand yeah so you, you all yeah, sit like yourselves you down and as mm-hmm. you do the flutes the crystal champagne flutes float up off the table and one comes to each of you and one comes to her. Uh, I'm going to help um I'm gonna help to uh, going I'm to going help. I'm going to help like just kinda I suppose give people guidance if they're unsure of what to do. Well, all that's happened oh, yeah, yeah. Like, I just love what you do and do the same. Yeah, yeah. yeah. follow your lead. There, there are literally crystal champagne foods floating in the air in front of you all waiting for you to take them. I'm okay. assuming we take the works. And she's taking hers. And she goes, okay. um, says, well, salute. And then she takes a drink. First, she doesn't neck it back. She, drinks, she sips it back. And any of you who drink, do drink from it, it is a beautifully crisp, chill light champagne yeah. um, and after you've obviously had champagne before and uh, Justine has had on a few occasions had, uh, had some mm-hmm. this is like some of the nicest champagne you've ever had and Amanada you've had some pretty fancy champagne so, Sylvia's never had it so she's no, just like but, what uh, is this Mina would I'm assuming would not have had it and I don't imagine Justine would, oh, or, no. or Gwyn would have either but um um, uh, sorry, I'm not, yes? I was going to say, I have a question. How brightly lit is the room? Like, would Justine be in any sort of discomfort at the moment? Is she not wearing your sunglasses? I, I know she's wearing the sunglasses. She is wearing the sunglasses, so they are helping somewhat. Oh, um, okay. The yeah. room is, like, it's, it's... There is... So it's about 7 o'clock, and mm-hmm. we are in... Um, we're getting into late February in France. So, you know, it's still bright. Okay. Um, there's okay. probably about another, oh, I don't know, hour, hour and a half of sunlight. I'm not familiar with sunrise, sunset times in France. Um, having only ever been there on holidays many years ago. So, and, uh, and it was during the summer, height of summer. So, um, so there's certainly another hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no light in the room like there's no 
chandeliers, there's no candles, there's no fairy globes that currently. But there is these massive high, like because you have to remember, the entire castle is made of crystal. Yeah, true. And the walls are this; they're a semi-opaque glass effect, if you will. Mm-hmm. But light still enters freely. Um, so, um, as you finish that, you see, just as you're finishing your glasses, um, appearing on the table itself, um, you see several um, plates of cannabis just magically appear. Marvelous. Okay. Merci. Um, various different, you know, um, oh, what is it, volvons and like, you know, your, your pastries and your mushrooms and like, Bits of salmon, like all the very fancy stuff, okay? okay. And uh, she says, um, um, please. And she is waiting for you all to get some. Oh, food. oh, I, I, I helped my, I, like, I would have started the dish. Yeah. So, yeah, there's little fine china saucers as well, so you can load up your plates. Um, as long as there's no snails, I'm fine. I'll be eating some. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, and you see her gesture with her hand, and some of the canapes go onto a plate, and then it floats across the air towards her, um, and she's enjoying it. And she's like, So, please, so much has happened since last we met. In fact, when last we met, you all ended up in the playground, I believe. Is that not correct? Uh. We yeah, have... quite quite by accident, I assure you. But yeah, this is what happened. Yeah. We met three lovely sisters. Oh, how nice. Mm. Were they fed? No, they no, were human, interestingly enough. Mm. But I'd been there for a long time. Oh, how delightful. Um, magic, uh, magic people. I mean, obviously, as you know, there are some humans that live in the Fey realm. The, the vast majority of them are men and women who have been found themselves being taken away by the music and revelry of my kin, or fell in love with a Fey creature and had to travel there to avoid time and death that plagues all mortals. I mean, I suppose it plagues my kind as well, but. Uh, as an elf, we regularly will live for a millennia or more, which is it makes your existence seem like a the briefest mayfly. Of, yes, yes, truly. Ah, and it's depressing. Question: When she's saying this, is she saying it as a just kind of you know matter of fact? It's there's nothing insidiously being hinted at there. Or is she like you guys yeah, are like, so short lived? Exactly. <laughs> hint, hint, so not, that's not, gonna I be. You go and die. So Awareness, you guys. Sorry, I'm an addict. Did you get? Did you roll there? Yeah, 16. I got a sixteen. Yeah, I mean, you're really not sure. You know what? You said. I mean, you obviously have experience with the Fed, and you mm-hmm. know that. Many, but not all, fake kind will not lie. It's as if they're incapable of lying. But even those that are incapable of lying can be extremely duplicitous. They are masters at deception without of actually deceiving. So, with a 16, you have no idea. There doesn't appear to be any major threats in her tone, 
And mm-hmm. but you're like so it, I guess it kind of comes across as kind of a matter of fact statement, but you know, mm-hmm. you I'm not, what I'm saying is it's there's no explicit threat in her tone or body language, so you could you'd be fairly confident that she was just making a statement of fact. But mm-hmm. you, with that 16, you couldn't say what a hundred percent certainty if that makes sense. Yeah, do you have sense. many dealings with mortals? Um... To be be honest with you, no, I do not. And I have largely stayed away from your kind through most of my life. Um, (laughs) But I suppose that is part of why I've invited you all here tonight. Oh. But please, tell me more of these adventures (laughs) in the playground. Quinn is tactically choosing to stay quiet. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's not much. We just... We also saw a, a griffin, didn't we? There was a pack of uh, wild rats that were chasing things. They were all over us. Oh, it, was it was horrible. Um, and the pack, like we, we were stuck going only of one direction. We could see that it was a portal, but ah, unfortunately yes. we were driven through. Um, I believe, wasn't there a field of centaur? Um, it yes. was It was very beautiful. We saw uh, griffins as, as well, did we? Mm. Oh. Flying overhead. Mm. I think we um, did, yeah. So, and and then as, as my friend said, we, we met these sisters who um, they had been uh, persecuted by humans um, and decided they'd had enough and left and went to live in the fair realm. I see. So, a trio of witches, I assume. Yeah, yes. Hmm, how interesting. And then when you got back from the Pharaoh, you killed an ogre. Uh, We did. That is true, yeah. Well, it was bothering the... It was kind of... Yeah, it, it I killed a couple of pounds for. Yes, that is true. I understand. That is, they unfortunately have a habit of doing that if they uh, feel they can get away with it. We took no pleasure in it. Fairness, it had we a were... fair chance. It was fair combat, and we were also very concerned about um, more people being injured mm-hmm. not just the livestock of, of, of the farm as you understand yes. um, the ogre also uh, tried to eat Mina oh well you seem to be okay my dear oh yeah it was just you know because I have to be quite close so I can fight and um, it just you know happened to grab me it just happens it's okay which is what they do unfortunately mm-hmm. Um, well, of so... course, you would have a lot of experience with that having fought in the war recently, isn't that true? Yeah. <clears throat> Sylvia's just like, oh god, I don't want to talk to you. <laughs> yeah, that's that's true. Um, I saw one of my friends get their arm ripped off, and this is true. Yes, the uh, giant kin, ogres and trolls and mountain giants especially, have always made very, very powerful and effective heavy infantry units for the armies of my kin. Yeah, they used to um, sweep in um, at the front, and then when we were dealing with them, then after um, dwarves and caps would come in, you know, with the earth's magics. Yes, and... of course. Well, um, 
And um, how did the appearance of the ogre and the attack by the ogre make the local human population feel? Oh, very vulnerable. Oh, I see. I think they were very scared because I, I think we lost a bit of time because when we came out of the Fey Realm, like before we before we came to see you, there was just talk of an ogre coming this mm -hmm. way, and they were kind of preparing just in case it would come here. And then by the time we came out of the Fey Realm, it's it had already gone through, and there was some damage to the the town. And um, yeah, I think some people were killed as well. So yeah, we we had missed the initial coming. And offer. having defeated the creature, do you think that the local human population is feeling more secure and less a threat from the Fey? Or these are oh, very probing questions. I don't think. I don't think. I don't know. I don't know. They Honestly, for I Oh, I'm sorry. Um, no, I was just going to say, uh, the humans would... It There's a general feeling of, I suppose, a weary sort of respect that you'd give to creatures stronger mm -hmm. than you. It, there is a bit mm -hmm. of tension. People are being a bit more mm -hmm. careful. That is yeah, I, I suppose I know yeah. this is something. This is something you believed humans were lacking the last time we were here. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it would definitely align with your thoughts and your opinion. Well, shall we? I think we should move to the dining room. Yes. Indeed. Well, after you and you see, you didn't spot them there, but back at the door is um, sorry, today okay. and the the palace cadet um waiting to lead you all through the doors through the like big hallway space where the foyer was the, uh, towards the dining area and he's I, a cadet is he you were you think well you see this thing cadet normally are invisible yeah that's why oh, i'm asking you know oh, so, that's why i'm asking yeah, so, so when you said cadet i was like what yeah. <laughs> so you're assuming that he is he appears to be fulfilling the functions of like a chief butler or you know like main main servant or household manager, so he could be a Lucien, but you think he's possibly a cadet. Mm -hmm. So and this, so as you all go to get up, you spot that um, the lady Moraine does not actually get up off her chair herself. Rather, you realise that what you thought were engravings and decorations on the side of the chair are actually wheels, and the chair shifts, and while staying oh. in it. It starts to move along on these wheels towards the dining area with her never arising from it. Oh. As um um uh Sora said um leads you all towards the dining area. Cool. Uh I'm going to file that away very quickly and just look at peep just look at the rest of the party to mm. make sure that nobody's looking a bit too long. Or anything. Sylvia, using my lesser telepathy, like, I saw, I'm not saying anything. <laughs> so, um, you are, um, you are led into the dining area, and, um, Moraine, she, 
her chair. Now, she's not using her hands. It is appears to be magically driven, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so um, she, her chair brings her into the head of the table. You all sit down. Um, there is cutlery set for you all. Um, remember, start from the outside in. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, fine silverware and I mean literally it's made of silver people okay none of this peasant folk nickel crap okay uh, <laughs> this is this is legit shit okay um, and um, you all sit down um, uh, a moment later bottles um, a light from the table white wine fills all your glasses and there is a single beautiful white porcelain plate in front of all of you and a moment later magically appearing on that plate are these porcelain um bowls um full of a seafood uh boulevasse uh seafood soup and looking at you can see it appears to have bits of eel salmon it looks like there might be some cod in there it looks like there might be some shrimp in there and the, the, the fragrance just hits your nose. You're like, oh my God, you know, we've got the good shit, okay? Um, I had chowder last night and I was like, oh. <laughs> I love the sea reminds Gwen of home because it's, yeah. it's been a while. And um, just please enjoy. My kitchen is quite, quite excellent at what they do. Oh, smells divine. Mm. I'm not a different tough end. Just yeah. write mm-hmm. it. So she doesn't continue the conversation. She lets you all enjoy the entree, okay? And, uh, how, how good? How good is it? How good is like, it? This oh. is so curlingly divine. This is like oh. possibly the nicest seafood soup broth that you've ever had in your life. It's, no, it's definitely the nicest thing Sylvia's ever eaten. Like, yeah, well, I mean, I mean, you grew up in Berlin. It's not Berlin is not a coastal city. Obviously, no. you would get access to some seafood. But it's not quite the same. Whereas Gwyn from Cornwall, you had a lot more access to seafood growing up. Yeah. Exeter is on the coast as well. It is a coastal city. It's a trade city. So yeah. you know, so you non. Yeah, landlocked. Hopefully, <laughs> freshwater fish. <laughs> You're lucky if you get a bit of trout for your dinner. <laughs> exactly. So anyway, and it is a lovely, lovely entree that you all have. Okay. And after you all finish, you're like, oh, this is so nice. And the plates magically disappear. And she, said, and she turns to you all and says, so apart from the incident with the ogre, have you been made aware of any other instances where the local human population has been interacting with or having issues with the fae population? Gwyn takes a deep breath and says, yes. Oh, really? There was an incident. Yes. And I suppose as the guardian of the forest, you should know about it, and I should be the one to tell you. Mm-hmm. Um, a single fairy, Lutian, was it? Yeah. No? Oh, yeah. Day. Single Lutian was captured by a human temporarily. Oh. We still need to make amends for that one. But she informed him that she was kicked out of her home by three other Lutian. Oh. And the human founder came to us for help. And so we proceeded to help her. You... I hate bullies, I my lady. Uh... Something you should know about me. And I will just preface our story by saying it was already an unfair fight. 
when the three Lutien picked on one and injured her. So I took matters into my own hands and gave them a vat of poison wine. Whether they drank it or not, I don't know. But I considered it fair justice. So, hold on. You... Sylvia is oh looking at Gwen going, Oh my god! The fuck we... She already knows. Oh she already my... knows. So, when you say this, there is a brief look of surprise on her face, um, which she quickly <clears throat> collects herself. Um... Gwen just keeps her head up high. Oh, so, wait, so... Some some fairies, obviously from the magics that I have used, arrived in my forest, mm. drove another of their kin, already living here, out of their home. Injured, yeah, she had her own. Yeah, in, yeah. Injuring them, which was how this mortal was able to capture them, I'm assuming. Yes. Yeah, I think she went to him for help and then he confined her. Well... He found her injured, I think, and he, yeah. Oh, well, yeah. you do not need to worry about that being dealt with, because if you have done what they said, what you've said you've done, I can promise you that that, that fairy, that Newton would, she, uh, she will certainly deal with the matter herself. Oh, um, yeah, she promised him a so. wish, ah, well, I believe. Uh, then what more do we have to do? <laughs> oh, yeah, I feel that, yes. um, you know, she, well, we, she we will... Well, we I told him it's a very, very horrible thing to do, and he should be really ashamed of well, himself. Well, I can promise you that if he has asked for a wish from a fairy, then he will get everything that he asked Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, oh, I told him so. He he, 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 he back, deserves everything. Back, He's coming. Back, back to the poisoned wine. So, you gave them a bottle of wine, and why exactly did they? Was it just a gift that you gave it to them? In in the guise of a gift, yes. We were trying diplomacy. It was failing. Mm. We were most likely going to fight, possibly to the death, and I decided to expedite matters. As I said, milady, I hate bullies. Give me, Gwen, charm persuasion, and you do have the persuasion tower. Please tell her we didn't know about and, and don't and forget your inspiration time. You, yes. Oh, yes. You also have conversation, so that's an additional plus through too. So this is actually a, a base plus five to the roll, which isn't terrible. Okay, we'll, we'll we'll roll the d20 and just see, okay, which, which dice, which dice. Like, yeah. That was, okay, a 16 now, plus hold a 5. On. So, don't yeah. forget, you have your amulet of fortune, so you can re-roll and see if you get better anyway. Ooh, I don't think I'll get better. I know, but like, <laughs> it, my point is, you can do that twice for short rest. It doesn't, it, you, if you... And if, I can choose the You best. choose, which you choose, okay. so you, I would re-roll anyway. It's like the... I'll re-roll anyway. That. Yeah. Oh, don't Second worry. Was... If you pick a higher one, then yeah, yeah do so it. What was Second this? was a 14. Okay, so you have 16 plus 5 is 21. Do you want to use your inspiration? I'll add my D8. Go on. Okay, thank you, Emma, for reminding us in chat. <laughs> <laughs> so roll your D8 and add that to your okay. 21. There's the D8. Oh, that is an 8. No, we're oh. lying. That is an oh. 8. 29. <laughs> oh, okay. Right, okay. Please, <laughs> let it be done. Please, oh my God. there's nothing else that can be done. Like. So, um, well, you technically can have half your resolve to that as well, so that brings up to a 30. 
It's from sure. That's also from your amulet of fortune. You can add half your resolve up to a uh, number of times per day equal to your magic score, I believe. Um, can I just mention, you know, my nice tiger's eye um, amulet that the Word Sisters gave me? Would that help in this you instance? You don't know what that does, and Yusine yeah. okay. has not cast detect magic on it yet to find out okay. what it does. I'm, cr- I'm clutching at straws. <laughs> so that's a, that's a, t- a thirty total. That's a damn good roll. Okay, wow. that's reminding me of us when we were like. 18th level at the end of campaign one okay so um saying this to um to the elf she looks at you and you can see she's she's there's a lot of emotions going on as well i will be frank these tactics are well i would uh, quite deplorable really i think if you had faced them in combat and murdered and killed them all in a fight in the open that would be no fae alive would question it. Even their own clan could not question that. But you did not do that. You used deception in your attempt to remove them. However, what they did, coming into my forest, attacking another of their kin to drive them out of their home, that was a truly deplorable act. And I can promise you, if I had been made aware of this, if this Boutier had had the strength to come to me, I would have dealt with the matter far more harshly than you did. All I ask is next time you are facing one of my kin, you do so in a fair and open fashion. Oh, absolutely. Um, the rest of us um, very much feel, feel that way also. Well, I think after that, it's time for a fish dish. And as she says that, appearing magically in front of you is some lightly poached salmon. Sylvia will just hear in her mind, told you no big deal. Like, how is the bowl leaving? Is it just disappearing? I mean, think. Okay, so I'll be like. They are literally like after nearly licking the boat, like yeah, no, you know me. Li- they, just... they are literally disappearing, just like um, if it was some other magical intellectual property. Except that in this world, um, trans women are women. Um, so yeah, like literally, like Mina is so close, like she has to yeah. really fight herself not to lick the bowl. So she's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How's okay, Juliet coping with all the magic, by the way? Yes, Jean. Yes, Jean. Oh, yeah. Oh, she, she's, like, fascinated by being a sorcerer, you know? So she's like, oh, mm. this is so cool. Um, okay. But, um, yeah. Um, yeah, so, but loving it at the same time. Loving uh, <laughs> it. Uh, because, you know, she's a, she's a sorcerer, so this is awesome. So uh, you have a light, a, 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 a light dish. It's poached salmon with a lovely white wine sauce. And then after you finish that, um, those plates disappear and appearing in front of you all is a lemon sorbet to clear the palate. Mm-hmm. Okay, honestly, I'm full after having eaten a burrito and I'm hungry again. Okay, I'm like I'm literally hungry. I know, but like I could not physically eat more than what I've eaten. I'm like, and, and, and as I said, Neil, your job is to feed me. Hey, so if I'm hungry, it's your steak earlier. So exactly. Like so if I was hypothetically hungry, it would be your fault. So anyway, I'm, I'm not. And um, after the sorbet, those those bowls disappear, and the, the sorbet was served in these beautiful, 
crystal bowls with fine, tiny little silver teaspoons, okay? But right. is it lemon sorbet? It was a lemon sorbet, to be part, okay? So add that. Actually, yes. Mm. I just I have a question for the lady. Mm-hmm. Um, when they uh, come to your forest, do they individually come to the palace to pay your respects, no, or would you no. would you know of all of the fae in oh, the no. forest? No, no, or? no, I would not be aware until they make their presence known. I would not be automatically ah. aware. Uh, it's not like okay. I mean, I I have the title Lady of the Forest because these yeah. lands belong to my. To my family for a very long time and yeah. when you when one of my kids says a very long time we mean a very long time of course however of course. that does not mean that when a being enters my forest i am magically made aware of the presence no uh what i mean is would they attend the palace and announce the, the presence to you they usually will do so after they have been here a brief period and have settled in the lutines that you're referring to i do not remember hearing of these trio um i will also say that if something significant or alarming is happening in the forest i know very quickly the trees whispered to me when you were fighting the ogre and so the firework display was yours what firework display i don't know fireworks hmm. the light show oh so you mean oh that, that that was not fireworks that was that was Pure magic. Of course. I, I I mean, pyrotechnics is an interesting area of the sciences, but I, and while I have dabbled in the sciences a little bit, I've mostly, I've, my, my gift has always been the arcane. Even for one of my kin, I was always gifted in the arcane. So, I think it's time for the main course. And as she says this, the red wine is poured into fresh glasses. And a moment later, appearing in front of you all, plates on which you see a roast pheasant a l'orange with dried apricots and a prosciutto. Oh, I'm so hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and the wine goes perfectly with the pheasant. Perfectly with the pheasant, just as the white wine was going perfectly with the fish dishes. So yes, um, it's a, it's just amazing. Yeah, You're yeah, like, yeah. How, how, how could an oversized field chicken taste this good? You know, it's just amazing. All right. Um. So um. Yeah. Um. As you are having this, she's like, so um. Was there so that so there was this in, encounter with the um, with the injured Tatiana and a farmer? Any other encounters between farmers and fairies or any such thing? Oh, there was disappeared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were yeah. two farmers who disappeared. We believe ah. they met a a, fa- a fairy dance on their way home. That's mm. that's what we you know because we we actually found one. Ah, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. He was he was half starved and half oh. half um, emaciated, dehydrated. <laughs> Both. <laughs> and and um, we 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 brought him home, and he did say he heard this amazing, beautiful music. And the next thing he know, wow. he was we found him on the tree. Yes. Um, but th- there was another farmer, but like weeks before, and. Uh, wow. 
I think no that he is. I think that he is lost. Well, um, I do think that it would be a very, uh, it would be a very practical thing to do to have discussions with the locals because there has been a significant influx of fairies into the area. So yeah. these encounters may become more common. You should remind them of the old traditions that humans have had for generations, the charms that they can use to protect their homes, the offerings that they can leave out so that they do not harm them and their families. This is something that you should really, truly be doing. Mm -hmm. It is a shame that there are no local, no locals gifted in magic. I mean, all of you are here right now, but none of you are local to the area. There is a family that has, um, they have charms that they leave out. They have never been bothered by any of the fae. Oh, Um, They live right next to the forest, like their lands bordered on the forest. And they they have have never been bothered by anything. But they leave out, um, they they have charms that they leave out. Perhaps we should speak with them and um, try uh, the Castilian family. Ah, yes. Oh, you know of them, do you? Mm. Um, Inside check! They have been Castilian here for some time. So, sometime in mortal terms? They are a family that has come and gone many times over the generations to the area. But are they... they... They always return to back to this area, I understand. Sometimes they might leave and then they would maybe return back to their land. Um, I don't know the exact specifics of how they make these arrangements, but yes, the Castilians have been in this area for some time. Um, Perhaps we could speak with them and learn of what charms they use, but Mm. perhaps it it Mm. might be... Unless it's a different type of Magic that um, mortals would not have access to. Well, you just said it was charms being led by a simple. Well, that's what they say, yeah. That's what they say, yeah. Yeah, There we go. Somebody who's not me, who's got like people reading skills. I will. I will. Sauce. I am I am like so sure. I am so so sure I mentioned the Castilian the first time we were with her. Yeah. And she was yeah. like she was like, Nope, nope, never heard of them. Can't yeah. tell ya. And I'll right. like they've been here for some time. Yeah, you're right, you're right. I remember yeah. that. That is that is not just you. That happened. Because I, because that was when we also mentioned the sister or people being collected, and she was like, "Ooh." Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I will, I will do another inside check just so I can be like, "Ha I fucking knew it." Um. Yeah, I'm just wondering. Oh, um. Also, um, the dryad who you said was an awful gossip. I'm sure she has lots of things to share with you. Uh, we have not spoken in some time. Oh, okay. Um, I'm, I, I mean, I, I have no real interest in gossip, per se. 
No, but she would t- she would obviously be able to tell you all about what is happening because in the forest and all around. It's a pool that she has that gives her great insight. Yes. She mostly uses it for her own interests. Hmm. Mm. So, um... What was that roll? Oh, yeah, did you give that roll on, Anada? Sorry, no, I didn't. I was writing down notes. And I was also looking through my notes to see if I did ask her. Uh, da, 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 da. What was that? What? I did, just, just on that point that you're making with the Castilians, are saying, "Oh, I don't really know." I'm like um, the last time you mentioned them, you did not mention the leaving out charms and the likes, as far as I remember. I think you um, just asked, "Oh, do you know this family?" Yeah, but like the fact that she was literally like, "Oh, yeah, they've been Castilians here for you know for years." Well, maybe the GM just forgot it, so... Would that be okay. an awareness okay. role, maybe? <laughs> okay. okay. You know, you know yeah, that yeah. lies don't lie, so... And this, was, and this is a... You're talking about a conversation you had on an NPC, what, three months ago? Four months ago? So, you know... It was a while. It was a long been a while. while yes. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I it's thought this been might a have been a, blu- a duplicitous sort of shenanigan. Mm-hmm. That's why I was go checking. Always um, suspect shenanigans. I, I always. So that is a 17. Yeah, I mean, what she's saying seems to be, you know, seems to be legit. Um, um, Yeah, seems to be legit. um, You have a fabulous mane. Okay, and then those plates disappear. All right, and then after those plates disappear, a moment later, appearing in front of you all is a simple salad dish with a rich vinaigrette, clearly to cleanse the palate again. So, has there been any other interesting experiences that you've had with other Fae in the area? Um, yes. Yes. Me not looking anywhere but a Gwyn. Mm-mm, no interesting things to report. I don't say that, I'm thinking that. <laughs> I'm willing everybody to think that. <laughs> um, there's no point in lying, because chances are... She knows. Sister Dearest already We fucked your sister! <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so I'm just going to say, yes, actually, we seem to have stumbled upon your sister. And when you say that, she immediately looks straight at you, like, really, where? Uh, I, I, unfortunately, I was, I wasn't there when it happened, but, um, Gwen. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, we met her in the marketplace. So. We met her in the forest. Yes, quite a quite a family resemblance, I must say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I suspect that she had moved back that she had returned, but we saw her in the town. Ah, we thought she may be fey touched by her appearance. Yes, I see. 
So she's been traveling into Javier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, she's very interested in. Uh, obviously, she's she's quite beautiful, and um, a lot of the young men are are very interested uh, in her. Um, so she she um, was in um, the the inn, and there were very happened to be staying, and there were men there, and yeah, so. You said, Gwen, that you met her in the forest as well, yes? Yes. We actually um, believe past where she was living the day that we stumbled into the Fey Realm. Oh. But you did not meet her on that day? No, we met her initially in the town. I see. In the inn. And then Mina is so hard not trying to look at Gwen. She's like, met her again. Mm-hmm. What was that? You then were traveling the forest and met her again. Yes. Oh, Gwen. Gwen. Amanada <laughs> is actually. Gwen, yes. Gwen followed. Yes, I followed her into the forest. Oh, wait, sorry. Suspected... Wait. You, you, you followed her into the forest from the town. He's... Well, after your hint. Um, we thought she may be the one who had collected, as you put it, uh, Justine's brother. Sorry. Sorry, hold on. Um, sorry. So, Justine, you had said previously that... Uh, in fact, you've been very quiet this whole time. Um, oh, she cannot oh, uh, talk uh, at the moment. Uh, oh, our poor Justine had... Uh, no, no. Um, well, temporarily, it's just a mishap of her studies uh, sometimes when she's learning. Oh, I have heard of these accidents that humans, sorcerers sometimes have with their magic guests. Yes, so yes, this happens in, to in be one of those. speaking for the next few hours, is that it? Uh, yes, unfortunately. Ah, that is very unfortunate. Could she communicate through magic? Um, no, if she... Well, I, actually... It just jumbles. It just doesn't really. Yeah, I know. Oh. Whenever she tries to even speaking or writing, oh. it just looks like foreign glyphs. And yeah, she, like however, that. she can use more rudimentary forms like nodding, oh, okay. weave, no shake of the head. That's yeah. human magic is so strange. It's so strange. <laughs> so, Yasin had, of course, been trapped searching for her brother. Maybe telling us previously, and that the dryad had told you all that. She was, um, that he was in the company of a collector, yes? Yeah. Are you saying that my sister Melisande is this collector? Um, well, um, mademoiselle, I'd... Like, did, when we, did, when we... did you see yes. Yasin's yes. brother in my sister's presence? Yeah. We. Hmm. But of course she was not mistreating him. I think collector is possibly the wrong term. It's a beautiful I house. And... No, it's a very specific and unusual term. I do not think it would have been. I know that my kin can be somewhat cryptic in our communications, but I, if you were told a collector and he is in my sister's company, then that would mean she is 
Well, is she collecting mortals? Was he the only one there? Or do you understand? Do you think? Do you think you? Why? Why would? Why would she have been referred to as a collector? We haven't figured that out yet. What the dryad said was um, that we should hurry before he becomes a permanent part yeah, of her. I mean, Gwyn, you're the one who seemed to have the most contact with my sister. What about the situation would have? Others referring to her as a collector. Honestly, it's it's hazy now, but he, it's a she's so kind and oh, well. it was so comfortable. And I mean, he was there, and um, how could he not be happy in her presence? Maybe she was not the collector. It's hard to say. Mm, well, if uh, that well, if she is who he is with, and you were told by one who has access to powerful divination magics that he is in the company of and being kept by a collector that would no, suggest it can't that. no i it can't be she when? was so kind and approachable and honestly um, Gwyn, i'm not sure my lady maybe she's Gwyn? under a spell as well Gwyn. how close did you get to sister you may not want the details maybe um uh, very very yeah if you catch my meaning i see it was the best night of my life you see her um, the very best you see her waving her hands and it appears she's carrying out some sort of magic what are you doing Gwyn, I need you to tell me everything that you learned when you were in the company of my sister or when you were in the company of Justine's brother. Now, has she cast a spell on me or something to compel me to say what I you saw? Or is she asking she for my opinion? Because she's asking you okay. directly to tell her these things. She, okay. does, she does appear to have used some form of magic you're not quite sure what. Well, we returned to her cottage and she invited me in and we spent the most magnificent night together. I'm sorry, this probably not details a sister would want to hear, but it was the best night of my life. And your sister is just, I've never met anyone like her. Mm-hmm. So gracious, so powerful, so beautiful. Wait, and My sister, powerful? Yes, of course, she's an elf. <laughs> oh, like, don't get me wrong. She was always beautiful, even by the standards of my people. Mm. She was truly beautiful. But I would believe it, yes. Powerful? Yeah, she just emanated pa- sheer radiant you, you, you are You are immortal. Mm. Um, I suppose that even, even the weakest of my kin would be greatly powerful to you. Oh, the shade. She was exceptional. <laughs> and we spent Stop. the best night of my life together. Yes. And uh, had a beautiful breakfast the next morning with Justine's brother, who's a okay. marvelous cook, by the way. Were um, there any other people there? No, none. 
Did Jan make reference to any others who had been there? It's hazy. He may have mentioned someone before him, uh, another and man, what, perhaps. What happened? Where was that man now? Well, it's hard to fathom that he left her company and Jan. I mean, I'm I'm hesitant to. Well, Jan may have insinuated that she did not allow him to leave, but I can hardly Ah. believe what he said because. What did he say? That that she may have, and I don't believe this for an instant, turned Jan's predecessor into a tiny statue. On her shelf. A statue of wood? So Jan said, but this was all said when I was there and he was not quite too pleased at the night that we had spent together. You can all see her face or his eyes changing to a very serious and stern one. And she looks at you in the eyes and says, that was not why I made that for her. It was a gift for her when she was a simple child. And I think that's a perfect place to pause in her story for a minute. An alarming revelation that seems to confirm the unbelievable story that Jan recounted to Gwyn of Melisande apparently having a magical wand with which he can turn people into statues or wooden toys. This is exceptionally worrying and who knows how long Jan will be safe until the same thing is done to him. Join us next time to see what happens in our current tale. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to know more about the world of Feyre, both the system and the setting, please jump over to our itch.io page, fey-earth.itch.io. We've got a bunch of products. We've got our law primer. We have our early release core rulebook, The Explorer's Guide to Feyre, a pretty comprehensive 250-page PDF with everything you need to play this game up to 10th level. Um, as a player, as a GM, everything in one book. There is also Trouble in the North, a really fun starter adventure for a party of players from levels 1 to 5, set in Yorkshire in the north of England. You don't need the Explorer's Guide for this. It comes with quick play guides and cheat sheets and pre-generated characters, but obviously it helps if you have it. If you don't have time for a mini-campaign, we've got some fun one-shots, Stolen Treasures set in Wales and the Beast of Carruth set in the Bavarian Alps. Welcoming with quick play guys and cheat sheets so you can immediately play if you want and um, as well as all of that we recently a couple of months ago started a Patreon patreon.com forward slash fayearth and we have two tiers a $3 tier and every month you get stat blocks for fake creatures that are not in our explorer's guide as well as additional magical items that aren't in that too and then at the $5 tier you get all that plus you get access to our monthly fireside chat where we talk to our players about our extreme, about this game, and our Patreons can post questions to them. Um, apart from that, be sure to be following us on social media. We're still on TikTok, while there is, we are still on Twitter, while there is a Twitter, at Fayearth, and we're also on TikTok at Fay underscore Earth.